Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Yes, indeed. This is the WCHL Podcast. I am the Commissioner, Christopher Perry, and on the other end of the line, it is my very best friend in the entire world, the Quinceanera Manager Deluxe at the City of Oklahoma City, the former Zamboni Instructor Extraordinaire at the Blazers Ice Center, the former Ice Technician Extraordinaire, the former General Manager for Oklahoma Hockey. It's Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the people. Yo, yo, yo. Andrew, we missed you last week. I had to fly solo. I had to fly solo. I know. I left you high and dry, didn't I? Yeah, it's okay. You were off doing a uh, a convention for uh, for quinceanera scheduling and for foliage tours, weren't you, last week? I, I was. I was indeed. Yeah, got to go down to scenic Dallas, Texas. Oh yeah! Before you know, the the best part of the podcast is the off air part of the podcast. We should tape that one day and just let it go. <laughs> yeah, just put the e next to it and let it rip. Yeah, let her let her rip, tater chip. <laughs> but uh, you were talking about you got to take the train south. Oh man, Amtrak. Yes. Yeah, fifteen of us went down, and we all got on the train together. Oh. I don't know that we can do an Amtrak from place to place in uh, within the Western Collegiate Hockey League. I mean, I don't know that there's a train that goes to Springfield, Missouri, from Oklahoma. Oh man, I think Maybe, we can. Uh, I think we can take the train from Oklahoma. Well, we can't go north, is can we? We can. I don't think we can. I think we can. We might be able to go south to Dallas and then north to Denver. Right, yeah. And, and maybe yeah. south to Dallas and then over to Phoenix. Yeah, the only way you're getting out of Oklahoma City on a train is to go to, to Fort Worth and then go from there. Yeah, yeah, wild. So you you, ex- you, you did it the old-fashioned way. You did it, instead of taking a covered wagon, you took a, a covered train. We did, we did. And then we were uh, afoot all week long in, in the beautiful Dallas. Afoot. We were afoot. Yep, a true a true pioneer. You went the old. Yep. The all you were missing was dysentery. That's right. Wow, That's right. it's kind of like the Oregon uh, yeah. Trail 2023 style. We uh, we stayed a mile from the uh, convention center and uh, <laughs> a mile. There was there was buses rolling every fifteen minutes back and forth, but you yeah. know there was ten thousand people. Um, at this convention, and so uh, Come you can on. imagine how full the uh, the the transportation was. So my my boss and I decided to walk back and forth every day. Ten thousand quinceanera schedulers in America. I find that hard to believe, Andrew. Ten ten thousand. I think it was right. Ninety seven hundred people at this convention. Dang! Wow. And you were the it, keynote speaker. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, I wasn't politically correct enough for the to be the keynote speaker. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go down there. We the WCHL podcast didn't have a booth down there where you could uh, sit and sign, uh, you know, have headshots that you can autograph and hand out to people. You know, I thought about it, but they did not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, maybe may, maybe maybe next year. Yeah, maybe next year. We're, 
Yeah, we're going to scenic uh, Atlanta next year, so maybe maybe there we'll have something set up. Maybe they'll pony up for a cargo van instead of the train. <laughs> <laughs> you all, you all, just leave the door cracked. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh no, I, I was going to say something, but that would get me in trouble. Andrew, we you went to a convention in Dallas, Texas. The ACHA was announced last week is going to a convention in Nashville, Tennessee. The news finally dropped. We we mentioned it last week, but uh, I don't know. If you have a choice, you just mentioned Atlanta. Yeah. You have a choice of going to Dallas, Atlanta, or Nashville, Tennessee. Which of those three are you going to? Uh, I'm going to say Atlanta, just because I've never been there. Oh, Andrew. Okay, well, that's, that's the wrong choice. But um, now, Andrew, if... When the ACHA goes to Nashville for its annual meeting in May, May 9th through the 11th of 2024. That should you, be nice and tropical. Nice and tropical. That's that's correct. We There should be a country tiki bar that everyone can belly up to. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure a country tiki jail that everybody who bellies up to that <laughs> bar will have to find themselves in later on. Uh, but but Andrew, do you think? I mean, if they offer it, should we should we have a should we kind of get a table for the podcast and you know, have headshots of me and you where we can just kind of sit there and. Uh, you, know. You, you know what? If we if we could pull it off, where we'd actually they would give us a booth space in a booth, and we and we had some stuff to print out and sign. Yeah, I think it would be absolutely hysterical to do. <laughs> but I don't know that very many people would stop by and see us. Eleven listeners. Eleven listeners, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, all the coaches stop by. You dirty SOBs! Like, why are you talking about us like that? Right? <laughs> they, they would not. See, yeah, they. They're, they're like, what's what's a podcast? Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They don't listen to this. Yeah, nobody listens yeah. to this. It, it went, or it, Nashville might be fun. You know, staying right there. What do they call it? Broadway or whatever it is. Right. Broadway is the way. Yep. Yeah, staying right there in Broadway, in the heart of all the Nashville and all the everything that you think of Nashville, would be a good time if you're staying right there on Broadway, right? We're not. These, this is the ACHA, Andrew. <laughs> We're staying at the airport Sheridan, and they're going to have a bus that takes coaches to and from Broadway. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So... All right. All right. Well, so that's, a, well, that's an idea, though. Maybe we should broadcast. We should have live podcasts from the eight from the uh, the WCHL podcast live from the ACHA annual meeting. Oh, it'd be we it'd can be just brilliant. Get, we can just get people to come on. I mean, we have enough. We got four headsets. We can just have them come on over, sit in, talk about it, and then we oh, can be, uh, upload it and let people it'd listen. Be, it'd be great. Yeah, it would be. Can you imagine if we had if we had this set up at the bar? Oh man, it'd be fantastic. It would be, be, we have double E's on this thing. Oh yeah, it would be great. Oh boy, yeah, we get a lot of information. That's for damn sure. Oh yes, we would. Yes, we would. Also, uh, <laughs> so nationals was announced going to St. Louis for a few years to come. Last yeah. week, Andrew, we also announced uh, Illinois going to the MCH. All this stuff was uh, stuff that we had previously talked about on the podcast, and it's come to bear. Come to confirmed we're still waiting for some other news to to drop it's uh taking its sweet time as we record this on october the 18th um there's a potential new conference that's supposed to be announced coming out of michigan 
There might be some additional teams joining Men's Division One in the coming seasons, whether it's this season or next, uh, whether it's the 24-25 season or 25-26. Who's to say? Uh, Interesting. Nice Nice little carrot you're dangling there. Little carrot we're dangling. There, there might even be another. You know, the MCH has added Iowa State recently in Illinois. I think the MCA there might be an, another team or two that might be in the works for the MCH. We'll see. Is the uh, is the MCH trying to take over all of ACHA? <laughs> yes, that commissioner for the B conference is power hungry, Andrew. The uh, the the B conference might be, might become the A conference. Well, right now, I think it's the one A conference. If uh, something comes to pass, it might be the uh, it might rival the A conference. That's for sure. How about that? The A conference might have something up its sleeve too. So we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see. We we might have to we might have to start talking a little uh, about some other things. So oh, I like it. Yeah, we've got some time though. Uh, stay, applications stay tuned, are right? stay tuned is right. Stay tuned. Another another carrot to dangle. <laughs> so uh, applications are due for teams that want to join men's division one in the twenty five twenty in the twenty four twenty five season. Those applications have to be into the ACHA by November first. So yeah, let's let's see what happens. Something uh, you never know. You never know. We'll we'll come live November second. <laughs> Andrew, uh, we will not. You will come live November second. Uh, a certain somebody will not be around November second. I will be. Where are you going to be? I'm going to be out of the. I have a convention myself. Um, oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Going to uh, have to attend a, uh, a lasagna convention. Oh boy! In in uh, overseas, so it's. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm judging uh, a few food eating contests. Nah. and so uh, I'm going to have to. Uh, I'll be gone for a little while. We'll talk about that a little later. The uh, the WCHL podcast is jet setting on that day because I will not be here either. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> well, people, yeah, get prepared now. We'll, we we might have to find something to fill that void. I might have more fun. Than, I might have more fun than you. We'll oh, oh God! Hey, we don't want to hear about you going to Sandals or some of the, one of those singles resorts. Hey, don't talk bad about Sandals. No. Oh, God. <laughs> Hedonism or whatever those little things are. Jeez. All right, Andrew. I'm going to Dallas. I'm going to the Queen concert. You're going to the Queen concert in Dallas? Yeah. Yeah. Wait a second. So you're going to go see Adam Lambert, Brian yeah, May. Cool. And Roger Taylor, because I think uh, John Deacon is no longer playing with him. I don't think he is either. Yeah. So that ought to be at the American Airlines Center. Yeah, it'll be great. Wow! Hey, look at you. How about that? Look at you, Queen. My wife buying tickets. Yep. Yeah, blame the wife. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Very good. Very good. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, yeah, sounds good. All right. We had a ranking that came out earlier today. Andrew was ranking number two. This is the coaches' ranking again. Nothing more than a popularity contest. Kind of a uh, boring snooze fest of a ranking, if you ask me. Uh hundred percent. No teams one through thirteen didn't change at all. The uh, teams uh, fourteen through twenty four didn't change in terms of who was ranked but they changed their position so it was like you know shuffling decks uh chairs on the on the deck of the titanic right yeah yeah it, it doesn't really matter yeah the only team that made that entered the top 25 that wasn't there before davenport moved into 25 grand canyon bumped out to uh from 25 to 26 
the nice thing is we had six WCHL teams in the top 25. Central Oklahoma is still five. UNLV is still six. Arizona is still 13. ASU moved up a spot to number 16. Utah dropped a spot to number 21. And Missouri State moved up a spot to number 22. And then in the others receiving votes, number 26 would have been Grand Canyon. Number 27 would have been Colorado State. So uh, your top five is still the same. Minot State is number one. Adrian, number two. Ohio, number three. Liberty, four. Central Oklahoma, five. The only the, the only big news I saw out of this ranking, Andrew, was that 31 of the 72 ACHA Men's Division One coaches took the time to vote. And yeah, all, and all 31 of them voted for Minot as the number one team. <laughs> so we're almost getting to 50 percent of the coaches voting at this thing. <laughs> yeah, right? well, we well, hey, we've got. We've got one more coaches vote that's coming uh, October 25th, and then the first week in November we switch over to the computer. So uh, that that should be interesting. But I'm gonna I'm gonna write my congressman a letter and ask him to if he could uh, cut this coaches voting thing out altogether. Yeah, you know I'm beginning to think, and maybe I'll 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 suggest that that we get rid of this. We do the preseason poll and then just leave it at that. Yeah, this is a waste. Yeah, maybe maybe start the computer rankings two weeks early, mid October. Yeah, give yeah. a preseason. Here's your top twenty-five preseason. Roll with that. Get to middle of October. Computer kicks in and let's go. Maybe, maybe I don't. I I, I still kind of like the computer kicking in in November. It's I mean, purists are going to still say the computer rank uh, in November is way too early, anyways. I mean, if they had their druthers, if the wizard and all hat, no cape, <laughs> and the other, uh, uh, you know, math wizards, uh, if they had their druthers, we wouldn't start the computer ranking like until January. Um, but, you know, Minot State has played nine games. Uh, Illinois State has played 10. Missouri State has played nine. Um, most teams have played, you know, five or six by now, by the time the computer kicks in, there'll be another two or four games under their belt. Yep. That should be enough. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, at the, at the final ranking in February, it doesn't matter if you start it in the middle of October or if you start it in January, the results are, should come out to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they will be, they will be the same. Yeah. They they absolutely will be. I just think if we start the computer rankings earlier, we get a, a clear picture of, of what the rankings truly are. Right? Well, it'll be a lot of chaos at the beginning because there won't be a lot of data points, a lot of game results if we do it earlier. But um, I but I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I just I just think this popularity contest is oh, well. I think it's I think it's a waste of time. Um, I think it's a waste of time for the coaches to participate. That's why only you know forty forty two coaches have said screw this. Uh, only 31 are participating this week, but you know we we've had this thing now for three. This is the third ranking that's come out. All, there's been no movement in and out substantial. I mean, literally, Davenport is the first team to move into the top 25 in this three or four week span. Yeah, and you know, so I mean, it's it's and 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 come on, the top 25 that came out to begin the season was basically the top. 25 how it ended with the exception of mary <laughs> injecting mary into the system yeah it's, we're, we're definitely not solving world problems here are we yeah so you know just 
let, it's wasting the ACHA or, or Commissioner Brian Moran's time. It's, you know, having to put out releases. Let's just put out the one at the beginning of the season. Then let's just wait and uh, wait till the computer kicks in, and then we'll get rocking and rolling. Uh, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. All right, so there you go. The, the other thing that I thought stood out, it was good to see an old familiar name in the uh, in the ranking, even though it was in others receiving votes, Iowa State would have Iowa finished State. 26, 27, 28. They would have been 29th. So after taking a year off due to uh, being suspended by their school, um, Iowa State is uh, now coming back into the mix. So uh, good for them. Yep. All right, Andrew, are you ready to talk about last week's games? I uh, say, let's do it. Let's do it, um, and let's let's start with some of the uh, some of the low hanging fruit there. The uh, conference games. Uh, Colorado came down to Oklahoma to play the Sooners at Arctic Edge, and Andrew, you prognosticated from afar while you were at your big keynote speech. You said Colorado Oklahoma would split the weekend, and sure enough, Colorado Oklahoma split the weekend. The Buffs took Game One by a score of two to nothing. Oklahoma took Game Two by a score of four to nothing. How about that? So, yeah. how about, so let's call out OU here for a second. Do it. Another another shutout. Yeah. Is that, so I was, I you know, I was looking at this and I was trying to rack my brain going back. This has got to be shutout number three, maybe four. Possibly here. You know what? You you talk and I will figure it out for you. The uh, but the other thing that stuck out is these two teams always play close games, right? Yeah, they do. I mean, they are evenly matched, and and they're usually pretty decent little games to watch. The uh, the other thing that kind of stuck out was OU was zero for five on the power play Friday night, and then they were two for seven. So what is that? Two for two for twelve altogether. Two for twelve on the weekend. So you know, probably not what Coach Arvinitas is looking for a whole lot. Yeah, well, that's but still a pretty good percentage. I mean, not not bad. The but the other thing uh, with OU is the number of shots: forty six on Saturday and forty two on Friday. So you know they're getting they're getting plenty of opportunities, right? So yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, forty-two shots in in Colorado pulls the pulls the uh, shutout. I mean, that's pretty impressive. And who was it? Uh, Server in net for Colorado. Matthew on, Server. Yep, got the shutout Friday night. So you know, good for him. Here, let's look at this. Oklahoma shutout Waldorf, and so this is their second shutout of the season. They also shut out uh, well Colorado <laughs> on Saturday. Yep. Okay, so it, I don't I don't know why I was thinking that it was three or maybe four. They uh, no 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 they now they've here's the thing Oklahoma's defense is is really dialed down because they've gotten so much better this season. They've done two things, um, and then we could talk about the buffs. But uh, Oklahoma's defense is dialed down, so they're not giving up uh, a ton of goals like they right. had been in previous seasons. Now, granted, they've played. Waldorf, Arkansas, Alabama, and Colorado. So we'll, right. see, we'll see what happens when they play, you know, Arizona, UCO a few times. Right, right. But they're only giving up, you know, two, two and a half goals a game. And, you know, that's that's keeping them in the, in the contest. The flip side of that is they're getting a lot of scoring, too, from a lot yes. of their newcomers. Andrew Lowe, number 88. Ben Mondu, number 37. A lot of the newer kids 
Yes, uh, I think uh, week four last, Demonchuk had a had a pretty good weekend. So. Yeah, so that I mean that's that's a good. I think that's a good combination for uh, for the Sooners to have is that a uh, a decent little defense that's uh, keeping the puck out of the net, uh, and then you know couple that with some. I'm not going to say a high octane offense, but a, a higher octane offense than higher, they had yeah, last year. Yeah, showing signs of life, right? Yeah, last year yeah. they would score a goal or two a game, and they would try to you know win it that way. And yeah, now and, they're getting four and five a game, and they're and they're getting some pretty decent goaltender play too. So that helps out a lot as well. Yeah, they do. I, I tried to listen to part of. They have a a, a thing on YouTube. And uh, one of their, one of their, they were all up in arms because Oklahoma wasn't, you know, they were six and zero and they weren't in the rankings. And I was like, you know, tell me you don't understand rankings without telling me you don't understand yeah, rankings. I was gonna say you've been you've been at the bottom of the barrel for what three years now. Yeah, I mean, just because you come out and beat, you know, win six games. I mean, You're, when, when the computer, when the com, in, in uh, to be to be fair. This was, you know, the 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 kids running their their social media trying to generate some interest. So, you know, their coach, head coach Peter Arvanitas, he was calm, cool. He was like, he's like, man, none of this stuff matters. All that matters yeah. is the computer. And when the computer kicks in, that's when we'll see where we really are. He gets it. Yeah, he's been around long enough. He's he's like you and I. He gets it. Yeah, right? yeah. But I I got a kick out of we're we're six and zero. Oh, we should be in the rank. Stick that in your ranking. They said. You know, <laughs> yeah. After they won, uh, after they won, they're seven and one. They said uh, after they won four to nothing. Stick that in your ranking. I was like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. And hey, props to the Buffs though for getting on the road and uh, yeah. coming in and uh, you know getting that uh, uh, they broke a, 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 a on Friday night. They broke a zero-zero uh, tie and uh, got two goals, and wow, they just you know come in. Uh, that's how, what you want when you go on the road, right? How, how about that? They scored two late goals in the in the third, uh-huh. and they and they scored what about a minute and a half or so apart from each other. And the uh, yeah, I mean, what a <laughs> we're just sitting here talking about the offense, and and it goes what forty. 45 what 55 minutes into it before the first team scores i mean it was it was a friday night was a really really good game it was a great even though it was low scoring affair it was a good game and you're right matthew server stood on his head both nights yeah and uh just did a great job formerly of ohio formerly of oregon currently of colorado matthew server (laughs) and uh he's he's been around the acha he knows what it takes to win some big games and uh so i thought it was a I thought it was a good showing. Hey, I thought it was a good showing for both teams. Both yeah. evenly matched. Yeah, because I mean, and that's what we talked about, right? And even last year, these are these are two evenly matched teams. Yep. And yeah. they just they just go at it. It's fantastic. They might they might not have the firepower of a UNLV or a UCO or even an Arizona State or an Arizona, but they're you're going to have to work to beat them. They're not just going to roll over and play dead. Yeah, I, and you know what? I think we could, you know, what are we, seven, eight games into this for OU now? You know, I think you can add them to that list. You know, now you got what? Colorado State, Colorado, OU. They're going to be towards the bottom of the WCHL rankings, but they're not going to lay down and give it to you either, right? That's right. So, That's right. You're going to have to so, work to beat them. Yeah, so I, I would, I'd feel pretty comfortable with that and having those three teams is, is, you know, kind of the dogs at the bottom of the pile. That are they're going to get you if you're not paying attention, right? That's that's the truth. All right. Well, you prognosticated correctly on that series, Andrew. And then we uh, had Grand Canyon at UNLV. 
Oh, boy. You said this would be a UNLV sweep, and sure enough, it was. UNLV wins both games by a score of 9-4 to four and 3-1. to one. Man, I tell you, what a, what a big brain I am. <laughs> UNLV has now <laughs> swept the uh, – Green Canyon is going to be glad to never see UNLV again for the rest of the season. Yeah, like, let's be done with them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, uh, they've lost all four games. One of them was – the first one was an overtime game. The second one was an absolute wipeout in Phoenix. And then, uh, you know, these two games were a little bit closer. Give give props to uh, to uh, Grand Canyon for, you know, not laying down on Friday night and for, you know, scoring four goals on uh, – on UNLV and for yep. keeping it close on Saturday, a three to one game, which which was a lot closer than the score indicated. But uh, UNLV, I think, is finding their finding their rhythm. They're they are, and, yeah. And and you know, if it, nine to four, it probably wouldn't made a difference. But you know, Grand Canyon zero for nine on the power play. You know, so plenty of opportunities there. The, uh, you'd like to see them cash in on a few of those, and this might be a little bit different perspective here, right? How so? They, uh, well, you know, big power play goal at the right time. You know, that's a that could change momentum. You oh, know? So I see. Maybe- I, I see what you're saying. You're saying it had they had they scored on the power play, it could have changed the uh, could have had a little difference in the game here. Right. Yeah. I maybe it's you. not a nine to four. Maybe it's a seven five or seven six or or a six five or something like that. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. The, yep. Uh, I hear you. So I mean, and then you look at the on the flip side of it, UNLV five of ten on the power play. So, yeah, and that's the difference maker, right? They lost by five, and they gave up five power play goals. So you yeah. know that's the that's the difference. You know they both had on Friday thirty seven to thirty five were the shots. So you look at it, and you got to circle my trusty power play there again, right? Bradley Gallant, Brad Gallant, Cole Wyatt, they're uh, they're heating up. They're finding their uh, their scoring rhythm. They were all over the score sheet both games. And uh, UNLV, I think, is just um, well, you know, they're they're finding their way. They're they yeah. they've yeah, they've they're... been you know they're always they've always been very talented. If they can stay out of the penalty box, they'll be very very uh, tough to beat. That, yes, that's that's I think part of their issue is they play right on that razor's edge. And if they could just you know dial that discipline just down a smidge. Where they, you know, stay out of the box and they just accept all the power plays other teams give them because they have such, they're so fast, Andrew. Yes, they're they're so fast. Yeah, Yeah, they're quick. And you you think about it, you know, like if you look at the Friday night, nine nine power play opportunities for Grand Canyon, they didn't capitalize on one of them. Mm -hmm. You give a UCO, you give a Minot, an Adrian, you know, even let's throw like a Liberty in there. Let's just go those four. You know, if you give any one of those four nine opportunities, they're going to make you pay, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. And and, and that's going to be that's going. I think that's going to be the difference if it continues the rest of the season. That's going to be the difference in UNLV being the last man standing at the tournament, and one of these other teams being the last man to stand. Right? Yep. Yeah. Well, that's you know, it's it's a uh, we're not hockey guys, Andrew. We've been told that we're not hockey guys. Yeah, we can't, yeah. Yeah, let's dial those prognostications back a little bit, right? <laughs> Offense, defense, special teams. And um, if you don't allow a whole lot of folks to get on their special teams, and if you take advantage of the opportunities when you're on the special teams, they, that I, I'm, again, not a hockey guy, but I yeah. kind of tend to think that that weighs in your favor. The, the only thing I, that I think I figured out in this is 
you, you whoever puts the puck in the net the most wins, I believe. <laughs> the, uh, but but here again, since since I'm not a true hockey guy, I wouldn't understand <laughs> the the nuts and bolts of how this thing works and and what makes the engine go. So. Not even going to go there, right? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All right. Hey, uh, Arizona State hosted San Diego State in non-conference play. Um, Arizona State, uh, you predicted, would sweep the weekend, and sure enough, they did. The first game was an absolute blowout, eleven to nothing. Andrew, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, that's kind of what we thought was going to happen, right? Well, yeah, but then the next night, wow, what happened? It was a three to two overtime victory for San Diego yeah. for Arizona State over San Diego State. How about that? And they in Arizona State was down what two to one? Yeah, late mid midway through the third period, late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and they had to they had to squeak that one out on Saturday, didn't they? The wild thing is, and this is this is just me, and I understand it's a product of what they're dealing with in terms of uh, where they're playing. They have they don't have an awful lot of control. That Friday game, the eleven nothing wipeout, was it uh, a three o'clock or three thirty? Uh, puck drop on Friday. Yeah, the three to two overtime win was a ten thirty Saturday night puck drop. Oh, and it's, beca- and it's because the NCAA ASU team was playing right next door in the big building. You know, these games are played at the Mountain America Community Iceplex, which is the practice rink on the backside of the building. So Friday they played before the NCAA team and got out of there. Saturday they had to play after the NCAA team. Uh, 10.30 at night. Andrew, we're in Arizona. My Lord. Arizona doesn't do daylight savings time. So a 10.30 puck drop is 12.30 midnight central time. Yeah. Uh, I did not watch that game. I don't blame you. Yeah, no, I, 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 I watched a little bit of the uh, Friday afternoon game. Don't tell my boss, okay? Because uh, that was. That I mean, was, I mean, my lord, what is that? So I'm trying to just on the top of my head. How many hours was that between games? Well, um, more than 24. Yeah, it was, it's got to be what 28, 29 hours. Yeah, somewhere in that somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. I mean, holy. No, no, hey, we understand that's the left coast, and they're used to all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, yeah. on, that's that's still a late a 10.30 start on a Saturday night in, in, yeah. in Tempe. I, I want to be on Mill Avenue at 10.30 at night on. Oh, 100. Yeah. You and me both. Yeah, the, uh, yeah you and me both. But, yeah, no, 11 nothing. that looked more like what it should be, right? Have a little more. Zuma juice. I don't want to be at the rink. I want to have a little Zuma juice there on yeah. Mill Avenue. yeah. Yeah, along with everybody else, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, three-two overtime. Yikes! They, well, th- but that that kind of this is again the fourth time that Arizona State and San Diego State have played. The first game of the weekend series has been a wax for yep. ASU. Then, the next, I mean, the, San Diego State uh, almost beat ASU in the first game. It was a one-to-nothing game. Yeah, I was going to say the second game has always been close, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, San Diego State's uh, not the same team that they were last year. They're 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 much better this season, and so uh, yeah, good good for Phil Bateman and his team, but better for Austin Klein and his ASU team. I think they're they're finding their stride. They're they're doing very well. Yeah, they'll they'll be good. Yeah, they'll be good. yeah they'll 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 be all right when we get to the end of this thing. More non conference games. Midland from the uh, MCH conference um, went to the Fort Collins uh, Epic Arena to take on Colorado State. You predicted this would be a CSU split. Andrew, you were wrong. It was a CSU sweep 
I know. Colorado State so, won four to two and seven to four. So I was only I was only fifty percent correct on this one. I'll tell you what. Um, for those, the game is on YouTube. If you want to watch it, that Friday night game, it sure did look. Is and maybe maybe you know I'll I'll see hopefully I'll see Coach uh, CSU Coach Cam Lambert this weekend, and I won't I'll put the recording away. I won't get my phone. <laughs> out. It sure looked like Midland tied the game up. They pulled the goaltender, and it was a three to two game. And uh, it sure looked like Midland scored with about thirty seconds to go. Yeah, uh, and, but the official waved it off, and uh. then CSU scored an empty netter with literally like point zero 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 one seconds left on the clock. So I mean, is the puck went in the net, and the final the final buzzer blew. So that it was a yeah, lot it, closer game. And then uh, I know the the Midland folks were were kind of upset um, because they had some there were some altercations that. Um, they thought were harshly judged by the officials. Um, however, it's not clear the, 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 you know, the, the video doesn't show any of it just because of the, the location. It all happened on the near side of the, uh, on the near side of the glass and the video couldn't get down there to see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, two kids from Midland got kicked out and one kid from CSU got kicked out for, you know, supposedly it was, you know, just wrestling and the officials called them both for fighting so they couldn't play the next day um and then yeah they had the the goal got waved off and uh or or the apparent tying goal got waved off but hey see you know midland they're frustrated but they said they uh, shouldn't have put themselves in that position but uh csu comes away this is the wchl podcast csu comes away with two dubs they get what they uh get what they wanted get what they're supposed to do at home yep 100 percent. got a Win the games that you can, right? Take care of your home turf. Yep. And then the next day, they just came out and brought it to Midland, seven to four. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was ugly. How about that though? Midland outshoots them by thirteen, and still, and still gets shellacked yeah. seven to four. <laughs> Poor Midland. How, how about that? Yeah. The, uh, yeah. They're coached by a great guy, Jan Dom, out of the Czech Republic, or uh, I don't know if I'm, I'm probably saying that wrong. But uh, any Jan, yeah, Jan was very frustrated because uh, he knew his team played well. But he also knows CSU is a good team. And, uh, you know, they are. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, we talked about it. They're not just going to, you know, come in and romp over people. So, yeah, you're, yeah, you got to be ready. CSU is going to grind it out and they ground Midland out. So, Nothing, nothing wrong with it. Good uh, little hockey team up there. Yep. And then we had two teams that uh, went on the road and played three games in three days. Uh, Missouri mm-hmm. State went up to North Dakota to take on the number one team in the nation, Minot State, on a Thursday night. And Friday, Saturday, they went to Bismarck to take on uh, the University of Mary, newcomers to Division One. Uh, Missouri State loses the Thursday game 5-3 to three to the number one team in the nation, and then they lose uh, both games in Bismarck to the University of Mary. They lost 5-2 and 3 to nothing. Uh, that, that's a tough one right there. Tell you what, what's tough, um, and, and maybe, who knows, we'll get Coach Winkler on here pretty soon. Um, that Minot game, it was 3-3. Three to three. Late in the third, even I mean, with like five minutes to go in the third, it was still three to three. Yeah, it was anybody's game. Minot scores a power play goal, and then uh, then they get another one, and a three to three tight game turns into five to three defeat. But 
props to uh, Missouri State for keeping it close with the number one team in the nation. That Minot played two games the on the following Friday, Saturday. They won both games uh, by a combined score of twenty to nothing. <laughs> yeah, so good for uh, for Missouri State to win. Uh, you know, to keep it close, a two goal. Yeah, I mean, hey, they should have. They could have won, uh, but hey, they didn't get their. They didn't get blown out. They didn't get blown up, and, and, and you know, you think about it going into the third period, tied. You know, both teams have a chance to win. You know, yep. it's you know on the road, no, on the road, and Minot's a tough place to play, right? Oh yeah, they, it is. I mean, they get some people out in the stands. I mean, it's it's not a cakewalk up there, and to have a chance to win it in the going into the third period, I don't think you can uh, hang your head too low on that one, right? Yeah, and then Mary. Mary's a tough place to play, Bismarck. They've got a, a great uh, fan following, and you know they're they're one of the only games in town in Bismarck. Um, so, and and they're a good team. They're not. Minot is made up of a bunch of Canadians. Jamestown is made up of a bunch of Canadians. The other North Dakota team, Mary, surprisingly, has a bunch of Americans on their team, and they play. <laughs> they play a tough. I mean, they hang with those Canadian teams of Minot and Jamestown, and so. Uh, Mary, you know, I was hoping that uh, Missouri State would salvage a split, but um, hey, five two and three to nothing on a long road trip—that's uh, that's nothing to hang your head about. The, uh, and I know I called the Minot win there, but I think I called a split with Mary, didn't I? You did call a split. I wasn't going to bring it up, Andrew, but you called the split. Uh, wah, wah. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. The uh, yeah. the uh, yeah, tough little games. I mean. Going up to North Dakota, I mean, yikes. Yeah, yeah. that's a long we, bus trip. We, we've made that trip a time or two, haven't we? Oh, yeah, yeah, we have. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm still scarred by that <laughs> trip. <laughs> we, we've been up there. Uh, my only question is, did, did Missouri State see the midget wrestling in the hotel lobby? Oh, you know they didn't. Come on. It's the only thing I want to know. Yeah, that, you know they didn't. That was. Uh, yeah. I, I think that was an Oklahoma special. Oh, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Utah went to Michigan. They uh, they didn't bust. They flew. They went to Grand Rapids. They played a Thursday night game against Grand Valley State. They played two um, on Friday and Saturday against Calvin. Grand Valley State is number 10 in the nation. Uh, number 11 yeah, in the nation. 11. Calvin's, Calvin's 10. 10, yep. Utah had Grand Valley State down 3-1 to one in the third period and uh, gave it up. Lost 4-3 to three in a shootout. Yeah, I mean you're you've got them down three to one, and you and you give up the goat and lose four three in a shootout. I mean, yeah, and then they got their doors blown off on Friday at oh. Calvin by a score of seven to nothing. wasn't even wasn't even close. No, kind of that was Calvin. Calvin looked really good, and then uh, to their credit, they showed a little salt. They showed they got some uh, some character. Utah yeah. came back and uh, wins uh, the Saturday affair four to two. Yeah, you know that, that shows some resolve on their part, right? You know, you you give up kind of a kind of an upsetter on Thursday in in the shootout there, and then you get your doors blown off Friday. You know, it's pretty easy to just lay down on Saturday and just take what it is, right? And uh, yeah, yeah, like I said, they showed some resolve and came back and, and got the four two victory. So one one and one on the weekend. That's not bad. It should have been yeah. two and one, but uh, yeah, it should have been two and one. But hey, it is what it is, right? That's right. You got to win over eleven. You lost to number eleven. You got to tie with number ten. Um, now the computer is probably going to, you know, f all that up for us. And 
you know, who's to say what what the computer sees the those teams ranked as? But um, one, one, and one. You know, the, the last year uh, Arizona went on a similar Michigan trip, and they went one, one, and one on their trip. Yep. And it helped them. It boosted their uh, their computer ranking uh, late in the season. And uh, I think for both Missouri State and Utah. I think these trips, these these three old school WCHL weekends, three games in three days, I think they're going to benefit from those uh, once the computer kicks in. Now, now the real men, they'd go play four and four, right? Well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I've I've had some teams that play four and four, and they win the first three games, and then they just they're dead on the fourth day. <laughs> so, I, I, uh, hey, I, I, come on! I'm not, real men play this game. Period. Whether it's that, one, oh, one, whatever yeah. you're doing, yeah, yeah. I, come on! I couldn't do that. I'm not a hockey guy, Andrew. Remember? hundred percent, hundred percent. They uh, and I think I called. I missed on Thursday, didn't I? Because I called for Utah to win. You called all Utah, so you missed on Thursday and Friday. Uh, I thought I called a split on no, Friday, Saturday. No. Well, that. Yeah, I'm still, still did pretty. My prognostications are still pretty good. I think you would have broken uh, even. I think you would have earned your money back had you followed Andrews. You wouldn't have lost the house. You wouldn't have won the house. You would have yeah, just yeah, not broke even. Not not bad for a. Uh, not bad for a guy sitting on a train predicting I, games, right? I don't think DraftKings is going to be calling you anytime soon, Andrew. Well, you never know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Andrew, hey, hold on. Let's listen to some uh, horns, and then we'll talk about some other stuff, and we'll get into uh, some more prognostications for you. How's that sound? I like it. Here we go. One, drop your glove. Two, catch jersey. Three, over the head. And where I'm from, we call this the Inglewood Jack. What I say? That's the way, eh? Yeah. Inglewood Jack. Well, he was more than just a coach. Uh, he was really a teacher. Work that puck. That's the way I like it. What the hell? We... You gonna let him stand in here like a? Hold it. Just because you look like the gimp don't mean you play like the gimp. Don't let him stand in here and punk you like you patting him on the legs. Give him the gourmet shot. Be a bad motherfucker. Here you go. Let's go. What is uh, slashing? Slashing is um, like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, there's a penalty for that? Yeah. Uh, and for a trip also, you know, oh. like that, and mm-hmm. for hook like this, and uh, for spear, you know, like that, mm-hmm. all bad. Bad. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame, you know, mm-hmm. and then you get free. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey... Let's do that hockey. Yes, Chance, let's do that hockey. Andrew, we only had two series over the uh, weekend that involved the WCHL, the UCO, I'm sorry, the Oklahoma Grand Canyon Series and the UNLV. Um, uh, God, I, yeah. I totally, I totally yeah. blew it, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, Oklahoma, yeah. Colorado. Colorado, UNLV, yeah. Grand Canyon. Thank you very much. See, you, <laughs> this, this is why the commissioner of the league really sucks, because he can't even figure it out. Um, so UNLV has played six conference games. They're in the number one spot right now. They have 14 league standing points. Uh, they played the most games, uh, UNLV yeah. and Grand Canyon. 
Um, Grand Canyon, by the way, has played also six games. They only have one standing point, so they're at the yeah. opposite end of and the conference. They're at the tail end. Yeah, that that started in a hole right there, didn't it? Yep. And Colorado and Oklahoma both uh, got off the Schneid. They had uh, they started playing uh, their conference games this past weekend. So with each of them winning. They uh, got off of zero, and now they each have three points. So we have a huge log jam. UNLV is at number one with 14 points. Central Oklahoma, Arizona, and Utah are tied for second place with um, six points. Now Utah has played two more games in the Central and Arizona. And then uh, Arizona State, Colorado State, Missouri State, Colorado, and Oklahoma, they are tied for fifth place because... They have three points each. Grand Canyon, like I said, has only one point, so they're in tenth place. Yeah, they're they're down there. Yep. We've got some games coming up this weekend in the Western Collegiate League, and let's see here. It's one, two, three. Oh, hey, they're all conference games. Look at that. All Arizona, conference. Arizona State, and Missouri State are off this weekend. Congratulations, boys! You win the weekend. Go to the library, study, study hard. <laughs> uh, Utah, the Road Warriors are at UNLV uh, this weekend. They'll eventually play a game at home soon, I'm sure. They'll, they'll get there eventually. Yeah, well, it, they're, they're done with their – I think after this, they might be done. They've already gone to Grand Canyon. I think they've gone to – they might have to go to Arizona too. No, they've already gone to Arizona. They might have to go to ASU, and that's it. Yeah, that's no, no, not bad. No, not bad. Okay, so Utah at UNLV, what do you think? I uh, think this is going to be a tough weekend, and I am going UNLV. UNLV all the way, says Andrew. Central Oklahoma goes up to Boulder to take on the Buffs. Central Oklahoma might have just been scouting down in Edmond while the Buffs came down to play Oklahoma. Uh, maybe, maybe not, but uh, UCO at Boulder. The, uh, I am going to say all UCO here. That should be a UCO sweep, you would think. Colorado State comes down to the Arctic Edge to take on Oklahoma. Again, two grinders going to sit two. there and grind it up. Blue-collar teams. What do you think? Yeah, uh, two blue-collars. I'm going to call a split. Wouldn't, split. wouldn't have it any other way. There you go. And then Grand Canyon is going to head down I-10 to uh, go play at U of A in the Tucson Convention Center. GCU at Arizona. GCU typically, historically, Always has a surprise for Arizona at That's, Arizona. You know what? I had that in my mind when I made this, and I'm calling a split. Are you really? Ooh. I, I had that in the back of my head, and I was like, Grand Canyon, for whatever reason, has Arizona's number. So. They, they would always play. Uh, they would always start, before they joined in the conference, they would start the second semester with games against Grand Canyon in Tucson, and Grand Canyon would always seem to surprise uh, U of A. Yeah, they'd always, it, and it seemed like they always got the first one out of the two, didn't it? Yeah, isn't that the truth? All right, Andrew, we're at the point of the podcast where it's uh, just nothing but fun stuff. Um, you said you were going to be gone. You're going to the Queen concert. Your wife has purchased tickets, twisted your yes. arm. Yes. You were going to see Adam Lambert, Brian May, Roger Taylor, Queen. So here's what I want to know from you. Give me the top three Queen songs that you're looking forward to. Ooh, Radio Gaga. Okay. Number one, um, solid. Yeah, and not yet. No, maybe no particular order here. Radio Gaga. Okay, all right. The, uh, oh, let's see. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, I think you got to throw that one in there. Just 
just that, because, that's, right? Uh, yeah, that's like Stairway to Heaven for Zeppelin, right? You got to see, yeah, got to see yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, yeah, and oh man, I can't. I mean, all of them are so. I'm not a big. We are the champions. Like, I'm not a big fan of that one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just kind of. It's just kind of there. You know what I mean? The. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just taking that third spot. I mean, my lord, take your take your pick. You know, kind of. Kind of throw a throw a dart at the dartboard and wherever it lands, you know what I mean. Throw a dart at the dartboard. Come on, give me one. Oh, I'm trying to think here. The uh, find me somebody to love. Um, that's a good one. That's a great one. That's a Freddie Mercury great. though one. I mean, that's yeah. that, that that's a really Freddie song. More than I, it'll be, I'll be interested to hear how Adam Lambert does it. But that's when I think of that, I think of Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I mean, it's the. Uh, but you know, Radio Gaga is is my absolute probably. You know, I said it in no particular order, but I would think Radio Gaga would be my would be my top you know, uh, Queen song. You know all what right, I mean? All right, all right. Well, I'm going to date myself because uh, when the game came out in 1980, I had the chance to go see Queen in Oklahoma City at the Myriad when they came and played three nights in a row, and I passed on all three nights. Oh, did you really? I did. I, I, a buddy bought me a concert T-shirt, um, but I just wasn't really into Queen. They were a little too theatrical, a little too, you know. I was into you know loud, heavy guitars, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah. It what now when the Works came out, and the Works was an album that came out. Uh, I don't know, eighty four. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, in there. that's the one that Radio Gaga's on. And that, um, I, my, my attitude about, about, um, Queen changed in 1985. Well, for, it changed, <laughs> it changed in 84 for two reasons. Number one, I got the works on cassette. Whenever I would mow the lawn as a little kid, I would play the works. And yeah. so I got to really enjoy Radio Gaga and, you know, the silly songs like I want to break free and other things, but, uh, they yeah. had, they had two, they had a, a great song on there called hammer to fall. It's just a killer, oh, killer, a, killer ripping song. That's a great one. Yeah. So yeah. mowing, mowing the front yard as a, as a kid, a high schooler in uh, 1984 to the works and then seeing the live aid thing live when it was on MTV in 1985. Yeah. That and, was- I mean, come on. That was. That would have been that would have been cool to see. You know, when when it happened live, there was there was all sorts of garbage. I mean, Hall and Oates was there with Tina Turner and Phil yeah. Collins did the I'm gonna play in London and I'm gonna fly in the Concord and go play in Philadelphia the same day. And a lot of stunts and Led Zeppelin was or at least Jimmy Page and Robert Plant were getting back together and in, in on uh, on on the stage in Philadelphia for live aid. It was cool. It was cool. But I'm telling you what, the thing that just knocked my socks off, because I wasn't expecting it, it was Queen. And when they came out for that 15 minutes, if you can find it on YouTube, and it's all over the oh, place. They, they killed it. They killed it. it, it they, they just killed it. mesmerized. Yeah, because it, it, it played. You know, it wasn't just the crowd at Wembley. It was, you know, dumb little kids sitting at home in Edmond, Oklahoma, Watching MTV on you know regular cable vision, yeah, yeah, it was in, in people all over the world. What an incredible, incredible experience! And then of course you know Freddie Mercury passes away and um, things thing you know Queen's legend grows. All right, my yes. my top three would be I I, I you can't go wrong with uh, Radio Gaga, so I, I'm I'm going to yes. give that one a pass. You already gave you already. I would like to I would if I were going to the Queen show, I would want to see Hammer to Fall. I would want to hear Hammer to Fall. Um, I would want to hear 
Um, you know, it's going to be a tie for me because the game was uh, such a huge album. I love that song, Dragon Attack, or a Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Yeah. And then um, the the last song that I would want to hear, uh, my top three, so that was a tie for number two. I'm wimping out. Uh, Fat Bottom Girls. Oh, um, yes. That's a great one. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. all right. So, yeah, going to see yeah. Queen. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you look at it. I mean, good Lord. Killer, killer Queen. Um, uh-huh. The, uh, oh, I want to break free. I mean, Hammer to Fall, like you said. I, it's just yeah so many good ones don't stop me now crazy thing called love i mean you i mean we could sit here and go all night with with some of the stuff you know what i mean yeah they had uh they were they they had some uh they had some they had some great now, songs now, the, what i'm not a big fan of yeah. is that love of my life really yeah i'm not a big fan of that one well, that's, that's another freddy so uh yeah it, yeah, not a not a big fan of that one, but you know, under pressure would be a good one when they did that with uh, David Bowie. David Bowie, that's but, a good one. Uh, I love that one. Both, both Freddie and David Bowie are no longer with us, so well, that, that ought to be a good time. Yeah. So you're yeah, going to be you, gone. You're going to be in Dallas the first week in November. It sounds like second and third. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, um, uh, we'll, we're going to have to, the WCHL podcast will take a little bit of a hiatus. We won't be talking about games, at least that first weekend or the first week in November. I'll be overseas. Um, we have a uh, gelato convention that uh, <laughs> my wife and I will be uh, uh, attending in uh, in Rome. And so uh, we also have a little side meeting with some guy named Francis. And so uh, we got to go over there and go uh, meet with him. And uh, we're, we've been specially uh, requested to be uh, gelato judges at the uh, Vatican <laughs> Gelato uh, oh boy. Festival 2023. So I think the Pope is going to whip up a uh, his very first papal special. Um, so I just got to make sure it's it's going to be some sort of all white gelato. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> The, uh, what else what else we got going what else we got cooking here well um hey we got the nhl started up and andrew i want you we did this last year i want you to uh give you right now your finals predictions who are the two teams the east and the west they're going to find themselves in the uh nhl stanley cup finals coming out of the west the colorado avalanche really yeah, bounce back year for those guys, I think. They're too good top to bottom. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I think they bounce back and they make it. And then in the east, the Carolina Hurricanes. Really? The former Hartford Whalers. Yeah. Wow. And, and taking the cake, winning everything this year, I think is going to be the Carolina Hurricanes. Wow. Why do you, why do you, yeah. think, why do you think the, uh, the lost whale is going to find it? They, uh, you know what? They've they've been good. They've been right there on the edge for a couple seasons now. Brenda Moore is awesome, and uh, I think they're going to pull through and do it. All right, all right. Now you notice who we I didn't say. Tell me who you the, didn't in say. the finals. Who did we not say? Well, you there were there were what thirty other teams you didn't say. You just said Colorado and Carolina. So you didn't say the Rangers. Well, that, you didn't say well, the Islanders. Didn't say the Panthers. You didn't say the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, you did not they, say uh, any Canadian teams. I didn't say the the losers from Boston. They didn't they didn't pop up there. All right, hey, that's the end of the WCHL podcast. Thanks, Andrew, <laughs> for oh, yeah. We we just muted Andrew. Holy smokes! <laughs> the uh, 
The one team, and, and you know, one of our one of your guest uh, podcast um, attendees is a uh, is a huge Edmonton Oilers fan, and yeah, we again we didn't pick them to be there, so you know. So are, are, are you doing this to to get Curtis Johnson's ire? Is that what you're doing here? Yeah, let's see if Curtis is let's see if Curtis is listening tonight. The uh, you, no no Edmonton once again in the finals. Curtis Curtis is going to schedule about 15 quinceañeras for you and then no show on all of them. The just, uh, I think I he's going to send year, a lot of pizzas to the Parks and Recreation <laughs> Department and not and have you pay for them. The, the uh, I think last year didn't Curtis say that if they if they don't start making some cup finals and winning something that they were going to have to that McDavid was going to leave right <laughs> they, uh, yeah, yeah i think i think connor might be packing his suitcase as we speak oh, just geez. just throwing it out there for him so <laughs> you're, you're 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 just trying to get under somebody's skin uh, yeah i think <laughs> and, he's probably, I, and he probably wouldn't even listen to this one either <laughs> <laughs> he's too busy working uh yeah i think he last year he had like the rangers maybe he had the rangers and uh and uh maybe he had edmonton i don't know i can't remember what he said i just remember him going on about how big edmonton and mcdavid and all that yeah yeah well i'm gonna go with my usual suspects i'm obviously uh, a fan of the bruins and while uh, they, uh, they they stunk things out in the first round i still think they've uh they've in, in while they're missing patrice bergeron and um uh, David Krejci, I think they'll still uh, do well. So I'm going to go with the Bruins from the East, and I'll, I'll also go with the Avs. I'm a fan of the Avs. I, I'm partial yeah. to the Avs from uh, from the West. So I'll uh, do it. Colorado-Boston, that'll be my dream matchup with the Bruins once again uh, winning the Cup. Now, uh, last time we won it was 2011, Andrew. So uh, the Bruins, should, uh, they're, they're due. Yeah, I think they'll be salty, but not – yeah, Colorado – there's too many too many talented teams out there that I don't think Boston has it. Mm-hmm. The uh, Colorado's too talented. They're not going to stink it up again like <laughs> they did last year. So, yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. So so we did your your top three queen things. We gave you your you got your NHL finals predictions and a little yeah. shade shade that you're throwing to. <laughs> Curtis Johnson's uh, way. Um, I got to ask you this, Andrew. Since I'm uh, heading heading overseas to go visit with my main man, Francie, uh, Francisco. <laughs> that's a fun name to say. Uh, give me your give me your top three favorite Italian foods, and, uh, and, you, and you can't say spumoni or gelato. So yeah. desserts do not count. My my top three. So, do you, can you even classify chicken parm as Italian? Italian. Listen to you, man. Did did the, did the red just come out of your neck or what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. Chicken parm. Yeah. Okay, John Bucci-Gross. Okay, Ray Ferraro. Yeah, I don't even know if that's really classified Italian, is it? Of course it is. Parmesan. That's an Italian name. So chicken parm. Yeah. yeah. What else? All right. All right. Well, yeah, I'm a big fan of the uh, of beef lasagna. Okay, lasagna. So far, you're very just straight down the middle. Okay. And no, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not adventurous. And then just good old spaghetti and meatball. Man, I'm telling you what, just white bread vanilla deluxe. No, oh, with yeah, a huge right. red neck. <laughs> with the good old Italian, right? Yeah. Well, I'm hoping for some. Uh, I'm hoping for a little bit of, a little bit of variety. Hoping for some uh, fun raviolis and uh, some maybe some carbonaras and. Uh, mm. You know what? I'm not a fan of the idea of angel hair pasta, 
Oh, I love it. But yeah, when it's on uh, when it's on the plate, boy, it's, for some reason it sure is good. In penne too, I like. Pen- but my, well, you know what my favorite pasta of of all time is? What's that? Bow ties. I like bow ties for some reason. So, so you said when you said raviolis, it rattled my brain. Yeah. The, uh, my all time favorite um, Italian dish when I was a kid. Yeah. Chef Boyardee ravioli straight out of the can. God, I mean, Andrew, <laughs> you are just proving yourself. <laughs> did, did you did you live in a trailer when you were growing up, Andrew? How many, I'd love to take a poll. How many people ate spaghettios and and ravioli straight out of the can well, when they were a kid? And when I was in college, overstuffed ravioli was the way to go, man. Oh, right out of the can, or did you heat it up? Oh, of course I heated it up. I'm not an animal. Oh, come on. Oh no way. God no created way. microwaves for a reason. <laughs> no way. Straight out of the can. Oh. Nothing better. Nothing yeah. better. Insane. But yeah, spaghettios and. Uh, uh, there was, they used to also make, did they make SpaghettiOs with, uh, with like little bits of, uh, Franks in them, little bits of, uh, hot dogs they would throw in them? Or was that also in SpaghettiOs? No, I think they made it where you could get it. Yeah. I, I remember that too. When I was a very yeah, little kid that, back when I was yeah, like that, third, fourth grade. Yeah. Now that you say that, the, uh, I, I kind of remember that. All right. Did you have a, a dog like chained up in your front yard and, um, <laughs> You know, did 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 you have uh, like a window unit in every room or something? <laughs> Tires on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> I mean, come on, oh, Andrew. Man. I I loved it. Oh, oh god, ravioli, raviolis in the can. Mm-mm-mm. Well, hopefully the WCHL will be able to uh, be able to mosey along without the fat dumb commission for a couple of days. So uh, yeah, he goes overseas. I, I bet they can figure it out. When I was uh, when I was in eighth grade, Andrew, uh, my uh, geography teacher, uh, Mr. Goodwin, the Pope John Paul had just been uh, put into place in 1979, and he came to America for the first time in 1980, and his first stop was Boston. And I, I was in eighth grade in Boston, and Mr. Goodwin told the class on a Friday, before and on the Friday that the Pope was coming to town, he said, "Guys." And this was early, so it's, I don't know, September, October. He says, guys, you will get an A for the rest of the semester and not have to come to class if on Monday you bring to me a picture of you with the Pope in your arms around one another. Just bring me me a Polaroid of you and the Pope together, and you're going to get an A for the rest of the year, and you don't have to show up in class. And too bad Photoshop didn't exist. Photoshop did not exist. Uh, I showed up Monday without my Polaroid of uh, of the Pope. However, David Figueroa, I remember the name. I don't. I don't even know if David Figueroa is still alive. But David Figueroa showed up. He had taken a picture of himself, and he had cut the uh, picture of the Pope from the front page of the Boston Globe, and he had <laughs> pasted it together. And he turned it in as uh, legit um, proof that he met the Pope. There's a picture of them together, and that's the that's the real deal. We all had a good laugh at it. Mr. Goodwin, being the uh, good guy that he was, gave uh, Figueroa the, uh, the day off and gave him an A for that day, but he had to come back the rest of the year. 
uh, but gave him an A for effort, and we all had a good chuckle. That's but, great. That's that's some shenanigans that you and I would pull. Oh uh, well, I I wasn't smart enough to pull it then. I was I was legitimately trying to go see the the you know JP himself. <laughs> You know, but I would always, I would always, after that, you know, we would joke about getting a note from the Pope. And so uh, that's what I'm going over. I'm I'm hoping to get an excuse note from the Pope. Maybe, maybe one of the, if not, if not Pope Francis, then maybe, uh, then maybe uh, one of the Cardinals or something. Maybe I can get one of those Cardinal hats and bring it back and wear that around the ECHA at Nationals. That's it. You you need something like that for the, uh, your credenza in your office. The credenza? I just wear that to work every day. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Jeez, that'd be like a cowboy hat. uh, That's why your, that's why your wife makes you office upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) You are correct. That is why you're stuck upstairs. Oh, what do the, um, I'm just trying to think of what they call it. Not the little, um, uh, not the little, uh, the Zucchettos. What do they call the, 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 the things that the, uh, Cardinals wear? Um, uh, oh, I forget. I, yeah. I was going to say, don't get me lying to you. Yeah. The ecclesiastical caps. I forget what they're called. No, well, I, I'll figure it out. Cause I'm, I'll, I'm going to bring one back. I'm maybe I'll swipe into the Pope's wardrobe and bring one of his, uh, little miters back or something. So, yeah. All right. Is it a, is it a, uh, how do you say it? Galero? Galero? No, I think it's the miter. I think it's a miter. So maybe it's a Galero. Galero sounds like the Spanish Pope. That sounds like a gaucho. The, the, you know, who knows? Yeah. I I, I just Googled it real quick. And that's the first thing that came up. Galero. Galero. That sounds like a good band. G-A-L-E-R-O. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll have some Galero when I'm over in Italy. It sounds like a good chicken Galero. Yeah, yeah. You wear that in your office, and you know. Last time I was at your office, and I walked in, and I said I was here to see you. Yeah. And I just started walking up the stairs. The the poor girl at the desk just had that look, as in like, oh, you're one of you're one of these idiots, you know, <laughs> guilty guilty by association, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I knew to go upstairs, she's like, "Oh, you're one of the upstairs idiots, right?" Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and guilty by association. You should, the- should have heard what she said in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How about that? Yeah. yeah, wild, wild. All right, Andrew. Anything else before we get out of here? The uh, I think that is all I got for tonight, Andrew. I can't tell you enough. It's so good to have you back. No, it's, it's so good yeah. to have you back. It was, it was, I tried to struggle through it last week doing flying solo and it just wasn't the same. Yeah. Not the same. Is it? Yeah. Couldn't quit you, man. I just couldn't quit you. Yeah. I hear you. So, I hear you. Little, little, uh, just, I'm just giving you a little appreciation. Just telling you that I missed you. So uh, there glad you go. You're back. I, Th- thanks for putting up with this. Thanks for coming back on the train from your, uh, keynote <laughs> yeah. speech at the Quinceanera convention. Yeah. Yeah. They, Trust me, I fit in here more than I do there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, that's it for this edition of the WCHL podcast. Uh, get out to the rink. Go see your favorite games. We've got uh, games in Las Vegas, Boulder, uh, Edmond, and Tucson this weekend. So that should make for some fun. If you can't watch them live, watch them on uh, YouTube. All those games are going to be on YouTube. Um, we thank you for listening to this uh, crappy edition of the uh, Suboptimal WCHL podcast and listening to me and Andrew talk about what was that thing called? Garatos? Um, 
Galeros. Galeros and Gelato and uh, conventions and riding trains and all, all sorts of raviolis. Stuff. Yeah, canned ravioli, cold canned raviolis. Mm. So we appreciate you listening to us just blither and blather on. Go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Go ahead and give us uh, whatever it is, thumbs up, the, the highest rating. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell the people you don't like um, to listen to us as pain, as, as, as torture. Um, but uh, we, again, we, sincerely, we do appreciate you listening to us, all of 14 listeners. Um, you can contact the podcast on Twitter at WCHLpod. The contact the uh, WCHL itself at Western CHL. Andrew is on Twitter at Stickford AM. I'm on Twitter as CJP in OKLA. Andrew will have lots of uh, insight. And uh, again, you know, he's a high flying guy now in the Parks and Recreation Department. So he'll oh. he'll be able to tell you all about, you know, what was it you were telling me the other day? Drip irrigation. And, drip irrigation, baby. Yep. And, uh, you know, zoo maintenance and stuff like that. Oh, I, I've got it. You just asked me. I'll be able to tell you all about uh, political opinions and uh, burp and fart jokes. So uh, if that's what you're into, follow us on Twitter. Um, but feel free to send us a, uh, a question or a DM if you have any uh, interesting things. We're going to try to uh, – we, we won't leave you totally dry and uh, high and dry during that first week in November. But um, just know that we probably won't have a uh, – I, I don't think I'm going to be bringing all of my podcast junk with me overseas. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you there. Yeah, I'm actually going to try to find that lady that's on TikTok that's calling out all the pickpockets. Pick a pocket. You ever see her on TikTok? No, you should, you, but. Should, you should look her up. She's she's hilarious. She's great. She finds all these people doing pickpockets in Venice and uh, Florence and other places, and she busts them live right on uh, right on TikTok and stuff. It's great. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, and, 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 hey, once you hear her voice, you know what? Once you hear her voice, you will never, ever, ever forget it. <laughs> it's one of those ones that sticks with you, right? I mean, she's got a voice um that that yeah you just will not here i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to find it here pickpocket italy let me see if i can't oh here we go uh let me i'm gonna have to dial this one up here let me make sure we can hear this one it's uh whoops right here 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 we go come on lady (laughs) oh she's not saying anything she's just showing a pickpocket oh come on man she has a voice like like a fine red wine. Yeah, no. Here, here's here. Here we go. Because yeah, it's it's. She always attenzione. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. Where's my vid? Where's my? Oh, I'm, I'm doing these videos. This is this is making for interesting, just incredible podcasting. I'm telling you what, this is just, this is just, where is this lady? I'm telling you, she just goes nutty. Attention, a pickapakita. And she's going nutty. Do you need to go get your five-year-old neighbor and have him come run your computer for you? I'm telling you what, this is, this shows me I am so old. Yeah. And and this also tells us why Chris offices upstairs away from everybody else. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. We finally seen the thing. Here we go. Here. Well, let's see if we can't get this thing to work. You know what? Oh, I know. You know what's going on? God, what an idiot. Muted. Here we go. Muted. We have finally oh, seen the famous lady who shouts a pickpocket in Italy. Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. You <laughs> okay? Two two confessions. Number one, that was that's her. You cannot, you cannot. Oh wow, you cannot forget that voice. But yes, I did. <laughs> I did have it on mute. So uh, <laughs> I played three videos, and only two of the three were on mute. What an idiot I am. Yeah, uh, I tell you what. The uh, between the mute button and the record button, uh, life yeah. is difficult. I'm telling you, it you is. Know. It is. How do I how do I stand up and breathe at the same time? It, I have no it, clue. It, it's a good thing they make Velcro shoes. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Once again, we thank you for listening to this uh, WCHL <laughs> podcast. Attenzione, I'll pick a pocket. Andrew, get us out of here. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. Have fun watching some college hockey. And we will catch you on the flip side.